six, diving into a week seven and recapping college football as a whole. Uh, Travis, my man, it was not a great day for the Brandon Sprague bank account. I don't know how you fared, <laughs> but uh, week six, not the greatest of weeks here in my house. How did you fare? What was your week six like? Wes, you know, usually when I hit my bets, I come in here very Hollywood out, wearing the shades, but I have to keep it real. My bank account was looking a lot like yours this week. It was a poopy week of bets for me, my friend. But here's the thing about Back to the Futures. We win some, we lose some, but we always live to bet another day. So as we look ahead, my friend, we will pull, we will extract, we will will some winners out of next week's games, I believe. Yeah, t- uh, week six, man, it, it was um, it was absolutely one of those where I- I'm hitting with what you're saying, like, take me to week seven already. Let's move on. Let's dive <laughs> into what we're going to be getting. But I do want to ask you, though, in, in week six, because we had some really interesting matchups. Um, there were a lot of narratives built going into what this week was going to be in a lot of different games. You know, some of the heavy favorites in Vegas, teams that a lot of backers and, and big betters were kind of liking to either cover and or uh, as a dog, they didn't really come through. Some over-unders that were really popular did not come through. So I want to ask you, in looking at week six, Travis, teams that made the biggest statement in the best and worst way, do you have a team that kind of falls into both categories for you for week six in the National Football League? Well, I have several. I I mean, look, I'll give you the worst uh, first since it didn't go my way this week anyways. For me, and you mentioned the totals that um, everyone was on and a lot of people, a lot of experts were on as well. Uh, Look, I thought the over in the Kansas City Chiefs Washington football team game was easy money. I got it at 54. I thought it was too low. These are the two statistically worst defenses in the league going against each other. Taylor Heineke, say what you want. He's no Joe Montana. But he looks capable. He's put up points for this team. And then obviously Patrick Mahomes on the other side. So you thought for sure it would be a fireworks show in terms of scoring. It was anything but that. Although the Chiefs were in control in the second half, uh, that under uh, came home. And I just couldn't believe it. I still can't. And then shame on me. But I saw a lot of people with the same mentality. I picked the Lions. I will never do that again. I thought the Lions would cover. I looked at a team that's competitive every single week. They've covered some games, even though they're losing, obviously. But they're in these games. Their coach cries after a loss, a heartbreaker. You just think that team's maybe close. They're at home. In comes a Bengals team that's still trying to learn how to win and close. Joe Burrow's banged up. I took a shot there, and, uh, you know, the Lions happened. So shame on me for that. In terms of bets that came home, look, I didn't see it coming. I thought the Patriots would cover that game in Foxborough, but I've been impressed. And I feel like I say it every week on this show, Sprager, with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, uh, to me, that was the biggest statement in terms of what a a winning team, a team that covered uh, their number, that was the best, most impressive win to me uh, was the Dallas Cowboys going on the road in Foxborough winning a game in overtime against a Bill Belichick coach defense. That was very impressive. 
Can I can I ask you a very quick question about yep. one of those teams you mentioned? You said the Detroit Lions, and and look, I I will <laughs> at least I'll at least back my my co-host on this. I saw and I read a lot of Lions like covering at three and a half all week, and I I, I contemplated betting into that game, but you know what stopped me? And I want to ask you this. What? At the end of the day, I said I'm about to put money on the Detroit <laughs> Lions, and I. I, I just want to know where do they rank in pro sports? Of oh my god, I bet on the Detroit Lions. That can't be a good feeling. No, I would say right now, pound for pound, they are the champions of oh my god, I bet on blank team. They are the champions right now. They are. They are the champions yeah. of neverbetonus.com. <laughs> Neverbetonus.com. I like that. Look, um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna address the elephant in the room here. I, I was looking forward to this game. I talked about it all week long on my radio show. I thought the Chargers and Ravens was the biggest football game of the football weekend of, of yeah. college and pro. Yeah. I looked at that one and I circled and I said, I wish that was Sunday Night Football. How dare they put Geno Smith against old and and finished <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger? And here I am watching just a standalone football game. I normally am just a red zone guy. And I got the red zone on the small screen. I got the Chargers Ravens on the big. And I don't know what happened today. I, you know, West Coast, East Coast stuff. I know that's a thing, but I don't know what happened. But the Chargers straight up did not show up. And, and some people could have seen that coming. I didn't. I thought the Chargers were going to hang around. I put them in a teaser bet. So I teased them up to 10 and a half. I felt really good with that. And they ended up being the biggest problem of my teaser bet all day. They were the worst player of my teaser bet. And for them to not show up and to not even keep up with the Ravens, like this is a big conference matchup. This is an opportunity for you to kind of show the world that, yeah, we're four and one, but we're a legit four and one. And you got absolutely worked by the Baltimore Ravens defense. The defense won that game day. Lamar had two picks. He threw sub 200 yards. They were able to run the ball and that defense shut down the Chargers. So I'm going to have to give the Chargers for today my worst of the day the best to me though it's hard not to pick the cowboys because the patriots also fell in line with this you know the sharps really love the patriots plus three and a half to plus four and a half and you know good teams win great teams cover dallas gets a walk off but i'm gonna go with arizona now i mm. I, I i know that they were down nick chubb i know they were down two tackles baker's dealing with that labrum you know that that issue in his shoulder i understand all of that but this was Cleveland at home, two and a half point favorite. This is kind of right in their wheelhouse. Run the football, keep Kyler off the off the field. And Arizona came out and punched him in the mouth and was up 20 to nothing before a blink of an eye. Arizona is a team that Travis, I have not given maybe enough credit to so far. And then you add the fact that their coach got COVID. I mean, of all yeah. the, the diseases to keep Cliff Kingsbury out, I didn't think it would be COVID. I thought it would be something else that you get hanging around with the ladies. But here we are, and Cliff can't coach. He's out with COVID. And Travis, they respond by dropping 37 in Cleveland yeah. and, and shutting down that Browns offense. Arizona is the real deal, and now they're 6-0. and So I, they deserve the award for me of uh, best showing of the weekend in week six, Arizona Cardinals at Cleveland. Well, listen, uh, Arizona is going to be 7-0 and because they have the Texans coming up uh, next week. So we know how that's going to go. I would like to look ahead at their schedule. 
since this show is called Back to the Futures. Let's see if we can guess their loss. But I want to go back for a second to something you said about that Chargers-Ravens game. Now, you yeah. gave us the Chargers side of things, and I agree with everything you said. But I think the Ravens deserve a lot of credit in the sense that they get teams to play their style. And you have to give credit where it's due on that. The Chargers came in, and the Ravens did whatever they wanted. They ran the ball. You're right. Lamar was not great from the pocket today. He has been this season, but not today. But they played Raven football. I mean, they ran for nearly 200 total yards uh, rushing, uh, and they did it with a variety of people. Lamar, of course, Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray. How about Le'Veon Bell getting involved? And then a bunch of guys you never heard of toting the rock as well. So, you know, they made them play their style. They suffocated them with running the ball and playing good defense, and they yep. turned the Chargers into one-dimensional. If you're that against the Ravens, you get slaughtered. Now, going back to the Cardinals. They're going to destroy Houston next week. I mean, I, honest to God, I'd lay a 1,000 points in that game. I don't know what the line is. I know we're going to play guess the line. How's that for a tease later in the show? But then listen to this, Sprager. They are home against Green Bay. That is a Thursday nighter uh, yeah. coming up. And then they go to San Fran. They're home against Carolina. They go to Seattle. Then the bye week. What do you think about that Green Bay game in Arizona? Do you see – Aaron Rodgers going in there and beating them. Well, you know, I, I think when you get a team like Arizona that maybe not everybody's buying, Travis, you're you're kind of starting as a, a better. You're starting to look ahead to, to, to finally hit on the week that they play bad football, right? Because for the most part, they've escaped a couple situations. Like, let's go back to Minnesota. I think it was week two. They were lucky to win that game. So I looked at Cleveland and said, this was the week. I liked the Browns in this matchup. All the analytics, I'll give BetQL a shout out on this one. They really favored Arizona on the yep. plus three, three and a half line that we got. That's what the data from BetQL was telling us. And I still looked at it and said, I think this is the week that they take a step back. And they took a step forward for me. You're right about Houston. They'll get past that. I think they lose that next game. I, and, okay. and maybe I'll end up beating Crow here. But 8-0 from Arizona would be really <laughs> remarkable, would it not be? If, listen, I uh, I thought this was a team I bet the over on win total for. Um, I never did sprinkle uh, like I wanted to, but I thought about sprinkling uh, a little something on them to win the NFC West. I never yeah. ended up following through with that, and I regret it because I think they may, depending, because the Rams are breathing down their neck. I am not right. surprised that they're undefeated. I think I would be surprised if, um, you know, if they beat Green Bay. I think I'm with you on that feels like the first loss to me. And, you know, that could – and we'll see. I mean, obviously, we, we have time. But I wouldn't be surprised if that comes out as a pick em, or maybe Arizona favored by, you know, two, two and a half, something like that. Uh, I, I think as a better, to your point, I, I think a lot of money is going to be on Green Bay, and maybe rightfully so. Yeah, can I, can I ask you this? We have a loaded show for you guys today. Uh, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to get to who do we think the best team in the AFC, NFC is right now. We have futures bets that we can give you some odds on that. We'll play a little guess the lines with our producer, Zach. He'll give us a couple lines, and Travis and myself, we'll see if we can guess what the opening lines in college football and the NFL is. And then we'll also get to some MVP talk today. Look, college football playoff, Iowa goes down at home and gets beat down by Purdue and then maybe dive into a little baseball. But I want to ask you this before we get to our second segment here. 
Kansas City played the team you're familiar with over there on the East Coast in Washington. Now, they ended up winning this game going away 31-13. Uh, to 13. Uh, They covered their number at 6 to 6.5, depending on where you got. They hit the under in this game, which was 54 at close. But Kansas City, I watched a lot of this game. Weird win, good win, because I guess a win is a win in the National Football League. They right. still seem off. There's something weird about this team that is I'm, I'm officially starting to fall into the camp of I think we need to ring the alarm a little bit. They look very beatable. They don't look like this juggernaut that's going to easily get to the Super Bowl again. Uh, I don't even know if they'd, they'd be in my top three best AFC teams right now. Well, listen, I, I can tell you what's wrong with them. I watch the game. I watch every snap of it uh, against the Washington football team. What I see from the Chiefs is pretty much fundamental football that we all know to be true. You have got to win in the trenches, regardless of all the weapons you have on the outside, regardless of this gifted quarterback, this unicorn you have at quarterback that could throw the ball with his eyes closed or behind his back or Harlem Globetrotter it up with a football, whatever you want to do. You still have to have an offensive line that can give them time, as evidenced by the Super Bowl we watched against the Bucks, where the guy's out there doing triple axles, throwing footballs because he has no time. Yeah. And then on the defensive side of things, you know, we're so used to seeing Chris Jones and that defensive line uh, really be the strength of that team. And then you see Honey Badger in the back making plays. Well, that defensive line's not doing much either. And so, you know, their defense is a sieve. It wasn't against the Washington football team. But the defense is a sieve, and their offensive line has issues. I don't care what weapons you have. You're not going to have but so much success. I'll give you something I'm looking at this next upcoming week. You know, the Chiefs in Tennessee, in Nashville, in Smashville, taking on Thanos, a.k.a. Derrick Henry. I mean, we've seen this matchup time and time again in the playoffs. I, I just, I think Derrick Henry is going to run the ball down the Chiefs' defense's face. And I don't know what that line is yet. I'm sure we'll play guessing it, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs cover or the Titans cover in that game, if not win outright. I think the Chiefs have real issues. Yeah, the Chiefs are they're gonna be a weird team for I think for a lot of people. I think Chief Fan is gonna sit here, kind of roll their eyes, say, guys, they're they're still winning these football games, they'll be okay. And and they largely might be right. You got Patrick Mahomes, but um I, I think the Chiefs are a team like I'm almost kind of at a stay away point. Or if they get too much value, too many points, I might right. have to bet them the other way because I just don't know how much I'm trusting them. we got a loaded show for you here on Back to the Futures here on the Odyssey app and the BetQL network. Uh, as I mentioned, we want to dive into who we think the best teams are in the AFC, NFC, and kind of play the futures angle of this. This is Back to the Futures, so let's play the angles of which team in each conference we want to lay some money on right now with uh, what the latest odds that we've got. And then one of our favorite games to play, Guess the Lines, Week 7 uh, we in the National Football League and then the college football landscape. It was a little, a little dull on the schedule, but we ended up having some good games and some decent turnouts. So we'll play Guess the Lines in the NFL and college football. Travis Thomas over there in D.C., Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast in Portland, Oregon. We've got you covered here on Back to the Futures. We'll come up next with some Guess the Lines, AFC, NFC favorites here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. Even though sometimes it loses me money, I'm here for the adrenaline. Because who wants to watch a game with nothing on it? Like, no. Boring. That's old school. Nobody does that anymore. If you watch a game, you got a little cash riding on it. Maybe you make your weekend, you get some food on the table, maybe you starve. That's part of the fun. Well, I wouldn't recommend 
putting your entire salary on games. Oh, don't. Do not. But it can make things a little bit more fun. That was one of the things I noticed when we lived in Las Vegas, that I found myself not even wanting to go to bars. I would much rather spend my night at a casino getting free drinks and a chance to win at craps as opposed to going to some bar and spending $14 on a vodka tonic with no chance at winning money. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network, your home for wagertainment. A lot can happen in a day. A lot of... A lot of... And a lot of... Make any day a payday with the BetQL Day Pass. Unlock all of BetQL's proven data and analytics, five-star bets, and insider info for just one day so you can make better bets on whatever single day you want. No subscriptions, no strings, and all for less than five bucks. The BetQL Day Pass, exclusively from BetQL. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Trista Crick, Quentin Mayo, and myself. Ooh. Almost choked on a taco. Um, Whoa. With that shot, 3 nothing Nats. They're now minus 375 oh road favorites against the Marlins. I hope my mom's not listening to that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that did not come out how I imagined it to. BetMGM Tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of one to five stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts. BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. Brandon Sprague here alongside with my good friend, my co-host, Travis Thomas over there in Washington, D.C. Give him a follow on Twitter at Travis Thomas EXP for the Travis Thomas experience. And follow me on Twitter at Brandon Sprague. Uh, we, we cover vastly different things, but somehow kind of the same, just different teams, different conferences. <laughs> yep. And so we give our thoughts on all those things that we cover, but we're teaming together here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app to recap a uh, little week six and then get you set for week seven because this is back to the future. So let's dive into the future here and we're going to yep. do a lot of that. So I want to start here with the AFC, NFC, and let's start in the AFC because we we just finished our last segment, Travis, talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and how you and I are both kind of in lockstep of they don't quite look how the Chiefs have looked in years past. So right now, I want to pull up these odds as we dive into a little NFL futures for the AFC championship. Right now, the Buffalo Bills, uh, according to Vegas Insider, uh, they are the favorite in Vegas at plus 230 to win the AFC. Kansas City's plus 350, so they're second. Baltimore mm. plus 550. Cleveland plus 650, the Chargers plus 650, 
And then after that, it's just kind of a jumbling of mediocre to not great teams. Um, uh, maybe you feel that way about the Chargers, too, after today. But I'll just throw those are the odds. Uh, Travis, based on what we've seen six weeks in, is there a player that's kind of drawn your eye? Yes. Uh, to be honest with you, it's kind of a, a bargain. I mean, the third best odds are the Baltimore Ravens at plus 550. And that, ironically, is great value and my favorite play here. I think the Baltimore Ravens to win the AFC at plus 550 is an absolute steal. You should jump on it right now with all you have. First of all, this team is going to get more healthy, so they are going to get some pieces back. Secondly, they are depending on Lamar Jackson, and he is coming through for them. He has shown nothing that makes you feel as though you cannot count on him for the rest of the way. Now, obviously, when they get in the playoffs, there are some skeletons in that closet that need to be exercised. But what we've seen in playoffs past with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens is that he can't stay in the pocket. So far this season, he's proven he can do that. Also, what we've seen in the playoffs in the past, they can't come from behind. So far this regular season, we have seen that been improved as well. So the things that have concerned and haunted the Ravens in the playoffs seem to be rectified so far in this regular season as we move forward. I think they will continue to win the games. I think they will win this division. I think they will get a home playoff game. If not have home field, we'll see throughout. The Baltimore Ravens plus 550 to win the conference is an absolute steal. You know, I don't I don't really have any real skin in the game in this regard. Like, I'm more of a fan of the bets I place, uh, of players specifically. Let me just say, there is a part of me as a sports fan separate from all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see Lamar and the Ravens do it. Like, I just, I've been a fan of his since Louisville. I hated the narrative of him coming out that he needed to change positions or you couldn't win with this guy. He is now 35 and eight as a starting quarterback in the National Ooh. Football League. If, if Justin Herbert, and this is what's funny, we talked about this game on my show because Herbert went to Oregon. So we got a lot of Duck fans that listen. And, and Travis, you should see the poll question. We put a poll question up with our Twitter page and it said, who are you taking right now, quarterback? It was Lamar or Justin? Now, I knew Justin would win because he's a duck, but I was getting responses like, this is a real question. What a <laughs> joke. Like, people are delusional. They have disrespected this guy too much, and all he does is win. Now, he does need to prove it in the playoffs, but I feel like exercising that Kansas City Chiefs demon may have kind of set him free in the in the respect of, he, he has a confidence that he just was lacking a little bit. You know what I mean? He needed to get over that Kansas City hump. And so I, I, I really like them at, at uh, well, what are they at right now? At plus uh, 550. 550. Yeah. Yep. 550. That's really good value. I, I'm sadly, and I really hate to tell you this, <laughs> I'm still going to have to go with the with the team that's two to one. As, as, as good odds as there are with Cleveland or the Chargers yep. or Baltimore, or even the Chiefs, of the teams I've seen in that conference, I don't know if I trust another team more than Buffalo. In fact, I yep. know I don't because I watched Kansas City get absolutely worked by them. I, I Cleveland, I mean, come on. I'm not buying Cleveland. They're dealing with a bunch of injuries right now. I need to see Baker do that. And until Lamar can get past it, who eliminated Lamar last year? The Buffalo Bills. So That's right. I still think despite it being two to one, 
Uh, I would be looking at the Buffalo Bills in the AFC. Boring pick, I know, but we're sitting here. We're paid to tell you guys this is where we would go. This is what we're thinking. And so despite it, I still would lean the Buffalo Bills. Let's move over to the NFC. And this is the tough one. The NFC to me is a really, really tough one to figure out. Tampa is the favorite right now in the NFC Championship at plus 260. The Rams come in second at plus 400. The Packers and the Cardinals and the Cowboys are all uh, packaged together at plus 600. And then after that, it's it's really kind of similar to the AFC. It's a bunch of mediocre, maybe good, but not great. And no teams you're probably truly buying. Niners, Saints, Vikings, Seahawks, Panthers at plus 2,200 all the way to plus 4,000. But those teams I gave you, the top, what, five teams in the NFC, Travis, after six weeks in the NFL going into week seven, where would you lean there? Well, listen, there's going to be people waiting outside uh, for me to walk out of the studio with tiki torches and pitchforks for what I'm about to say. I know what city I'm in, believe you me. I think it's the Dallas Cowboys at plus 600, and here's why. I look at a complete team with the Dallas Cowboys. When I look at all the other teams you named at the top, I see deficiencies. I can see it with thine eyes, okay? When I watch the Bucks, that secondary is a mess. They cannot, they can't guard a parked car man-to-man, okay? I know Tom's great and Bruce Arians and all the weapons, I get it. But that secondary is a mess. When I look at Green Bay, I still don't trust Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they can run the ball in a big spot. That's that's one of the, my knocks with your uh, Buffalo Bills, too. When you get in the playoffs, you have to be able to run the ball. You have to play bully ball a little bit. You have to be able to have time of possession. You may be in a situation where you need to milk the clock. I don't trust the Packers to do that. And after seeing their coach in the last playoffs, I don't trust Matt LaFleur in a big game either as far as I can throw him. I look at the Dallas Cowboys. I see a balanced running attack with two running backs. I see two wideouts on the outside and Lamb and Cooper who are special. Dak Prescott special. And then their uh, weakness for many years is now kind of looks like a strength. I mean, I for weeks have said, oh, this defense is fool's gold. They'll come back down to earth. They're just overachieving. I have to eat those words. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick may be defensive rookie of the year. Trayvon Diggs may be defensive player of the year. And by the way, the Cowboys only lost this season, came to the Bucs on that opener, if you remember, and that's a game they could have won. They stood toe-to-toe and punched with the champ and the sitter in the ring. The only thing I don't trust with the Cowboys is that head coach, Mike McCarthy. But so far, so good with him as well. I think the Dallas Cowboys at plus 600 to win the conference, much like the Ravens at plus 550 on the other side, is an absolute steal as well. Yeah, I, I actually think the Kansas City fans just yanked me from the show and then they were able to let me come back in for a second. So sorry about that. Now, let me quickly, I, I think you meant Micah Parsons as defensive rookie of the year. He has been stellar to your point, man. He is flying everywhere for the Dallas Cowboys. I love the Dallas Cowboys pick. Uh, I'm looking at this futures bet. And I, as much as I, I told you this during, before the season started, I liked the Rams at plus 400. Green Bay is the team I'm eyeing right now at plus 600. They're right there with Arizona and Dallas. It's a team that's been a little slow startish, not yep. quite looked as pristine and top level as maybe we thought they would at this point. But mm-hmm. I think today they, 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 they got a big win against Chicago on the road in the division. They're now looking ahead. They got Arizona coming up on the schedule. 
I think Green Bay might be the team for me at plus 600. You're getting six to one odds uh, to win their conference. I, I really like that. Aaron Rodgers, I still think, is on a mission to prove not only fans out there wrong, but the organization he's playing for wrong, that they're making a mistake by losing him. And so yep. I, I really like Green Bay right now at six to one. That defense is a little more feisty than I think they get credit. And I, I think they're starting to pick it up offensively here. They had some really, really stellar play today against Chicago. And uh, for them to walk away with Aaron Rodgers saying, I own you to Chicago Bears fans. <laughs> I, I, I love to see that. So my bet would be on the Green Bay Packers at six to one. Let's play some uh let's play some guess the lines here. Our producer Zach is gonna step in. Yeah. He's gonna give us some lines from college and the NFL. Travis, I'm gonna beat you in this because I always do. But Zach, <laughs> take it away, my man. All right, guys, let's play some guess the line for next week in college football. This is going right. to be week number eight. We'll start off in the ACC. Clemson, right. they're going on the road to Pitt. And the Panthers are now ranked number 23. Clemson at Pitt. Guess the line. Uh, Travis, I'll throw it over to you to start us off. Yeah, well, thanks. Because I just got burned by them, Sprager. I actually so did that's I. A, so did Yeah, I. that's a that's that's one I had. You know what I think about Virginia Tech at home. Now, usually night games uh mean a little more there, but still home is home. And I thought uh Virginia Tech would cover at Lane Stadium against Pitt this week, this past weekend, just because not because Virginia Tech's great, because they're not. By the way, that head coach, Justin Puentes, is running out of time. They're going to run him out of Blacksburg. Uh, so fast, he'll make your head spin here shortly. But uh, I I was betting more against Pitt in that, yes, they're having a great season, but they're still learning how to win and get back to a winning tradition at that school. That school's had some up and down years. So I just saw maybe, you know, uh, this would be a scrappy close game, and I was wrong. They put the boots to uh, Virginia Tech at home in Lane Stadium. So I'm not going to bet against Pitt again here. I like them at home. My guess is that that's probably a four, four and a half point line. I'll go Pitt, even though Clemson's Clemson, I'll go Pitt minus, give me four and a half. Uh, you know, despite Clemson looking how they've looked, and I got burned by them at Syracuse this weekend, uh, I still think Vegas is going to get people suckered in and think Clemson at some point is going to figure it out. I think Clemson on the road, I'll take Clemson as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. What? Wow. So both of you guys were a little bit off, but Travis ends up being closer. Right oh. now, Pitt is minus two at Good. home against Clemson. Hey. Let, 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 let the records show. As wrong as I was, I'm glad Vegas has finally caught on. Clemson is a fraud, and they've been favored by double digits for too many weeks in a row. It's a joke. I'm glad the course has been corrected. I'll, I'll gladly take the L. What's the next game we got, Zach? Let's go to Sprague, your neck of the woods. The Pac-12, Oregon. They're sitting as the number 10 team in the country. They're going on the road to the Rose Bowl taking on UCLA, number 10 Oregon at UCLA. Sprague, what do we think? Uh, this is a tough one. I think Oregon is a fraud right now, and I think they're ultimately going to lose a game. I, I'm actually leaning UCLA already. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say right now the odds makers, they're going to play with us. This is a pick them right now is my best guess. No way, dude. I, you, you have to favor UCLA at home. Listen, I already talked about the Cowboys in this town that I live in of Washington, D.C., the last thing I'm going to do now is pick against the Bruins when I have to go home to one. My wife's a Bruin alum. 
I'm going to take UCLA minus three here at home. Sprague evens it up. He takes it. Oregon right now <laughs> minus two over <laughs> UCLA going oh. to the Rose Bowl. You take UCLA plus two all day, baby. All day. All all day. day if you can get that one. All right, we got we got time for one more. Let's go, Let's go to the national. Let's go to the NFL. Zach, give us an NFL game coming up. We got week seven. We're excited for it. Give us a game. Guess the lines. So Travis spoke earlier about the Baltimore Ravens, and he thinks right now they could be the team to beat in the AFC. They're going to be at home against a division rival who has been one of the more surprising teams in the NFL this year, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals heading to Baltimore next Sunday. Guess the line. Bengals at Ravens for the tiebreaker. Travis, take it away. Oh, God. I I mean, I got burned by the Bengals this week, as we know, uh, picking the Lions. That was my fault. It will never happen again. They looked good. I'll go a touch. This feels like a touchdown difference. I would lay – I would feel comfortable laying a touchdown for the Ravens at home, so that's where I'll go. I'll go minus seven, Ravens. Okay, I'm going to play prices right on your ass because I do actually agree with you. I think this should be a touchdown difference. And I'm not ready to buy the Bengals on the road in this spot. I will say Ravens minus six and a half. I will prices right you. One dollar. <laughs> Sprague is on the money. Ravens ah! minus six and a half. Opening yes. up at home against the Bengals. You just went on speedboat. You want a speedboat, Sprager. <laughs> no, a Ford That's Taurus. Great. I love it. Hey, at the end of the day, we both read that situation properly. Good job there from our producer, Zach, coming up with some guest the lines in college and the National Football League. That game is always fun. And we also gave you some futures bets in the AFC and NFC. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, week six in the books. We got week seven coming up. I asked a great MVP question before the show. I want to bring that back. So we'll talk MVP. And how are we looking at the college football playoff landscape right now? Iowa goes down to Purdue. How do, what do we make of the chaos in college football? All of that is ahead coming up here on the BetQ Network and the Odyssey app, Back to the Futures. How many units are they willing to bet? 1.21 gigawatts. It's Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. This is Back to the Futures from BetQL. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. And Wingstop is just doing it's their thigh stop now. You guys know <gasps> they had the wing shortage, and Rick Ross had to keep making money. So now thigh he's, stop. Now it's, it's literally thigh, thigh stop. Which actually is a genius idea, because thighs cost less than wings. Thighs are great, though. They are delicious. Very underrated part of the chicken. The thigh? I think it might be the most underrated part of the chicken, truthfully. I'm a big breast guy. Ugh. <laughs> And yeah. wings, breast and wings. Yeah, the breast is the worst part of a chicken. It is. No. Legit, literally, the breast really? is the yeah. worst part of the chicken. It's too much meat. Man, you it's guys too are cr- much meat. It's too much white meat. Too much meat. meat. Yeah. No, Way I like white too meat, much though. white meat. Uh, no. <laughs> you guys are wild. This show is getting very nice. The later it gets. I love breasts. It does get silly. Like, after 9.30, the show, de- definitely the Damn. silly silly ratings goes it way does. up. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. 
BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of one to five stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts. BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. Well, good for you. No one cares what you think. I certainly don't. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, it's the number one answer. It's the number one answer. Zero people like Chelsea. That's my Steve impression. Well, listen, I'm like those girls on The Bachelor. I'm not here to make friends. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. America's home for wagertainment. A lot can happen in a day. A lot of... A lot of... And a lot of... Make any day a payday with the BetQL Day Pass. Unlock all of BetQL's proven data and analytics, five-star bets, and insider info for just one day so you can make better bets on whatever single day you want. No subscriptions, no strings, and all for less than five bucks. The BetQL Day Pass, exclusively from BetQL. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. We're going to wrap things up here. Back to the Futures, end of week six in the NFL, getting you ready for week seven. Brandon Sprague here alongside my co-host, Travis Thomas, over there in the beautiful nation's capital of Washington, D.C. And we have a lot to get to in this segment. So let's not mess around. Let's just start. All right. I I want right. to I want to note this for everybody out there kind of going, where do I lay my money? And, you know, what are some trends to be looking forward to? I noted earlier that there were a lot of favorite plays for people that didn't hit today. Uh, NFL teams with 70 percent plus of the betting tickets this okay. season are 16 and six against the spread. The wow. last two weeks, seven and oh against the spread. The public right now, despite what we said about narratives, the public is actually beating Vegas down these past couple weeks and overall on the year. Wow. Well, you know what that means. The house always wins. So uh, the next several weeks, we're all screwed. Yeah, that's that's a good note, Travis, because now it's like be aware of the games you suddenly thought were done deals going the other way of this thing. So let's, uh, let's play some more futures here. We got NFL MVP odds to discuss as uh, we've had incredible play from a lot of good quarterbacks. I think there have been other position players, too. But we know this is mainly a quarterback uh, award, the MVP of the NFL. Uh, Right now, it's a bunch of quarterbacks near the top of the live odds. Josh Allen is the leader at plus 450. Kyler at plus 500. Brady at plus 650. Dak at plus 700. uh, Herbert plus 700. And Rodgers, Stafford, Jackson, sitting there at plus 1,000, plus 1,100, and plus 1,200. Those are your leaders right now. Travis, how would you uh, pick? Well, actually, I'll, let me frame it this way. I asked you for the show. Who would you pick as the MVP if it was between Dak and Kyler? Not for betting purposes, just based on what you've seen. 
I would, in that case, I would go Dak uh, just because, look, I, I think Dak is more, and, and it's funny that I say this word because he's coming off an injury. But for me, Dak is more durable and it feels more sustainable. Kyler Murray, not this week uh, because the Cardinals had no problem with the Browns, but the following week, uh, the past week against the 49ers, I saw Kyler Murray getting banged up against the San Francisco 49ers where he was going to the sidelines wincing. They were putting the wood on the kid. I mean, he was getting hit at every opportunity and it just looked like he was starting to wilt. And mm -hmm. so I have some concerns with that. And obviously, you know, we're not trying to be funny, but he's not the biggest person you've ever seen in terms of stature. So those hits can add up. To me, I think Dak's more durable. It's more sustainable. We talked earlier in the show about how I'm impressed with the Cowboys' balanced attack. I think that lends itself more to an MVP, to be honest. I know – conventional wisdom would be, well, what do you mean? If it's all on Kyler, then, you know, he'll have the numbers. But I think sometimes when it's all on one player, things can go wrong. Kyler could have a three or four interception game because it is truly all on his shoulders. They don't have a running game to speak of. Dallas, however, with that balanced attack, even in weeks where Dak doesn't set the world on fire statistically, they still should win the game and he should still have efficient numbers. So if you're efficient for the most part, and then you have those spikes where, you know, a couple weeks here or there, he just goes crazy and put, puts up video game numbers. I like Dak in that head-to-head. -head. But for me, I'm going value play here again, Sprager, and I'm going back to Baltimore. I'll go Lamar Jackson plus 1,000, and I'll tell you why. I don't think he's the best passer in this group. You mentioned Josh Allen. You mentioned Brady. You mentioned Rodgers. But – where Lamar has an advantage in terms of MVP is he's going to be top 10. If you look at the stats right now, he is in passing. And he damn sure is going to be top 10 in rushing if you look at the stats he is. So I think by season's end, he'll be top 10 in both just like he is now. I, I mean, you want to talk numbers? You can't deny that. I think the numbers will be there. Baltimore will have enough wins. Uh, I, I think Lamar Jackson, MVP, yet again in his young career, plus 1,000, feels like a really good value play to me yeah I mean you get, you're getting that kind of value it's hard not to want to put a ticket on a guy who's doing everything for his team and needs to do everything for his team can I can I try to sway you very quickly before we get into college football sure so of, of the odds right now in this category you're looking for value maybe it's Josh Allen if the Buffalo Bills keep winning we know they're going to give it to him like it's kind of the feel-good thing of the year they're mm -hmm. kind of maybe the kings of the AFC Kyler's been a good story Brady is still doing it at 44 years old. I actually really like Dak. Now, here's my argument. Not that I need much. <laughs> Dak is going to reap the benefits more so than any of those other players of playing in that garbage or division. <laughs> that division, because Buffalo is going to easily win their division, but Josh yeah. Allen... Josh Allen doesn't necessarily have to have week-to-week -week breakout games. I, As good as Dallas can be with the running game, I still think Dak throws it enough, and he is going to pick apart the Giants, the Eagles, Washington. He is going to be feasting on this division, yeah. and I think he's going to end up being the leader in passing in the NFL this year. And if he's doing that, they wrap up the division, they win like 12 games, 11 yep. games, probably closer to the 12 mark. I think they're going to give it to him. And he's coming back from that brutal injury. 
I, I really love Dak at seven to one, man, because I think he's going to feast on his division almost more so than any other uh, of these other guys um, that he's right there in the running with. Let me ask you another name. And I agree with you with Dak. I, I think those are all uh, fair points. And, uh, you know, let's not act like being uh, a Cowboys quarterback doesn't help him either. But let's, right, let me right. ask you this, just kind of devil's advocate here. Make a case for or against this player. You know, yeah. we talk about Dak. We talk about Kyler. We talked about Lamar. What do we need to say about Brady and Rodgers that hasn't been said already? And we talked about Josh Allen. Could you make a case value play here? I mean, Matthew Stafford continues, Brandon, to mm -hmm. impress. He had another four-touch uh, touchdown performance against the Giants this past week. I mean, can Matthew Stafford, if he can keep this pace, does he have a real chance to kind of be the dark horse here and win this thing, do you think? Or or would you make a case against that? Do you believe that, uh, kind of like I said with Kyler, that it's not sustainable? No, Travis, I, I, I think you're hitting on something. I actually like Matthew Stafford more than I like Lamar. I think if you're to play into the thousands values, Rodgers is, Rodgers is great, but Rodgers has won this award. So I think yeah. voters tend to like the new story to, to kind of latch on to. Mm -hmm. And as good as Lamar is, he has also won it. If the Rams are going to keep playing like this and either eventually pass the Cardinals or be barely lose the division by a game with an amazing record, oh. I could see an absolute feel-good Matt Stafford, hey – he threw the most touchdowns or had the most passing yards. Like I could see that play into effect. So yeah, I think you're hitting on something with value of Matt Stafford, another guy sleeper contender uh, for those, those MVP odds in the NFL. We got about a couple minutes left. I, I do want to dive into some college football. You and I love college football. We also love the NFL, obviously, but uh, we had the number two team in the country go down this weekend. Travis, Ooh. they got absolutely blown out Purdue beating uh, Iowa I'm not surprised by that, but now the playoff picture is a little fuzzy. How are we viewing the college football playoff? We're a couple weeks away from the first rankings to be released. How yes. are we feeling about the college football playoff right now, Travis? I'm loving it because I've always been a, a fan of chaos, and that's exactly what we're getting. Look, I bet Purdue often, but it's usually in West Lafayette. I had no idea. None. In fact, I saw – I mean – that's a game a, a couple experts told me, look, Purdue could cover in this game. I just yep. couldn't trust it. I couldn't believe in it. I thought about taking the under for a while. I wish I had. Uh, but I just left it alone ultimately because I said, look, it's going to be a low scoring. I will win. And it could be boring and Purdue may cover, but I'm just not going to touch it. I did not see a domination. I mean, Purdue out Iwood, Iowa. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they – they bullied them. And to do it in Iowa uh, was just incredible to me. So I love that we have chaos here. And by the way, uh, don't look now, but Boomer Sooner is playing exactly how we thought that they would, uh, but with a new quarterback. It's not the quarterback we all thought. We thought Rattler would be the guy, and it's Caleb Williams. So uh, Boomer Sooner means business. Obviously, Georgia, Bama's right there. I think Ohio State's right in the ship. Uh, it's absolute chaos, and I love it. I hope there's more upsets as the season goes on and makes this even harder for the committee. I had told my co-hosts on the, on the radio show this week, I said, I think Caleb Williams was the guy to unlock their offense, and I think yep. they're gonna. I think Oklahoma's going to take off, and he was like, I'm not ready to buy it. I think he's ready to buy it now. Oklahoma 
looked nope. every every bit the part we thought they would coming into the year, as you mentioned with Rattler, but they go to Caleb Williams, the five-star kid. Um, you had a scenario. Let me lay this out for the listeners before we wrap things up here. You had a scenario. Georgia goes through undefeated. Bama doesn't lose again. They meet in the SEC championship. Bama beats Georgia. So now both have one loss. Bama's the SEC champion. We assume Oklahoma. Well, I do because they kind of own the the mullet over there in Stillwater. Gets to the Big 12. <laughs> and then if you're to just play this game, Cincinnati goes undefeated. And then you got Ohio State kind of looming in the background of the Big 10. If it came down to a one-loss Georgia non-champion, um, undefeated Oklahoma, one-loss Ohio State, undefeated Cincinnati, how would you sort that mess out? Uh, listen, I, I think I'm putting Cincy in. Uh, I know that's probably not a popular opinion, but I think beating Notre Dame in South Bend is huge for them. I don't think Notre Dame loses the rest of the way, so that'll be a one-loss Notre Dame team, so it looks even better. Now, they play SMU on the back end of that schedule, but they get them at home. If they can win that game, especially if it's impressive, I don't see how you leave Cincy out of it. To me, I think that one loss – in your scenario, I think that one-loss SEC team would be out, which, which would be Georgia. Uh, now, more than likely, you're going to be right. The committee would take a one-loss Georgia, uh, uh, Alabama as SEC champs, Oklahoma in your scenario, and probably Ohio State if they win the Big Ten in your scenario, and Cincy would be out. But I think that would be wrong. The difference with a Boise State being unbeaten and being left out in years past is Cincy's quality wins are good enough to me for them to get in. All right. Yeah, I, I, I see your point. I still think the committee loves the SEC too much to keep two out or keep one of those two out. I think they both make it. I think Cincinnati would end up getting the short end of the stick, unfortunately. All right, that's going to do it for us, guys. Look at that. Back to the Futures always flies by. We had a lot of Futures. Guess some lines. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed Week 6, and now we are on to Week 7 in the NFL. We got uh, LCS baseball going on. Sorry we didn't touch on that. Maybe we get to that next week. Uh, be sure to tune into Travis's radio program over there in D.C. Catch mine over here in Portland, Oregon. Follow us on Twitter at Travis Thomas EXP and at Brandon Sprague. Uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next week here on Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Talk to you next week, guys.